This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Hey, welcome back to the Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo with Brookside Tax and Financial Group, and our uh, co-hosts are Tony Marlette, who's with our organization, and Tony Shore up in... Uh, is it Minnesota yet? <laughs> Not yet, but they say this week. And by the way, somebody told us this is our hundredth episode. Yes. So, got little banners over there. Got little banners over there, Tony. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I can have, create one. Yeah, we should so, have we should have party music. I yeah, know little, little balloons and stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah. So well, well, at least the least we should do. Let me see here. The least we should do is uh, celebrate. There you go. I thought he was going to play some uh, Commodore song or something. (laughs) So so it's that time of year again. We are in November already. Can't believe that it's gone. And I hate this time change because I, yeah, it gets dark at five o'clock, you know. So um, why didn't any politician run on that changing, getting rid of I thought they have before. I thought some of them have. Actually, there's a, there's a bill that passed either the house or Senate already to keep daylight savings. It did, but I don't know if it ever made it all the way through. Yeah. yeah, It hasn't made it through yet, but they were going to just keep it as daylight savings time, which I think is better, but um, yep. But then it'd be really dark in the morning now, but, Anyhow, uh, 100th episode, we thought we'd talk about some year-end checklist things uh, coming up because a lot of these uh, items we may talk about, you got to get done before December 31st. Uh, there's a few that you can get done before you file your tax return. And uh, Tony, Tony's, there's also a deadline for open enrollments coming up, right? December yeah, yep. 7th, I think it is? Yep. Pearl Harbor the, Day? Yep, December 7th is a deadline for open enrollment. And basically... If you want to change Medicare plans, you want to change Advantage plans, you want to uh, enroll in Part B, you won't avoid a penalty necessarily. If you're late, you're late, unfortunately, but you cannot just enroll at any point in the year. You have special enrollment periods. If you left your employer, if you're off some coverage, but basically if you want to make any changes or you missed the boat the first time around, now is the time to do it. And I'd be remiss if I didn't tell everybody to uh like, comment, and subscribe on our uh, Facebook and YouTube pages as well. Erin will love that. Yes, that's true. I, I did it for her. Erin's our uh, marketing coordinator. So also, you got to uh, plug the you so, got to plug the social media and the website. And, and folks ironically, your yeah, they they tell the guy that does no social media to plug the social media. So that's fine. I'll do it. Well, at least our <laughs> message might get out on Twitter now, right? Before it'd be, yeah. it would be. But uh, Tony, let me ask you. So during open enrollment, there. Is it my understanding that there's no underwriting? So you can move plans? Correct. Now, that does not apply to uh, Medicare supplements. So Medigaps, that does not apply to. Medigaps, you have one enrollment period in your life, and it's it coincides with your Medicare, regular Medicare enrollment. Okay. You will not avoid, you will avoid underwriting on a Medigap 
policy, a Medicare supplement, if you use your uh, regular enrollment period. So when you're open turning 65. Yeah, or you're leaving your employer, correct? Right. Okay. Um, and if you use, you cannot use open enrollment to skip underwriting for a Medigap policy. So for better or for worse, got to get the Medigap policy when you're so, eligible. Okay. So if you had a Medicare Advantage plan and you said, I didn't really like it, I want to go back to med- regular Medicare, they can underwrite you then? If you had, you said if you had a Medicare supplement and you want no, to go back no, to if you had, if you had a meta um, advantage advantage plan and you said, Hey, you know, this wasn't working out for me. I want to switch and go back to regular Medicare. Uh, then they could actually underwrite you then. Absolutely. And then, especially if you go on to the, the Medicare supplement, then you will be underwritten. Okay. So, you know, people gotta be, so it's really important to pick the right plan you think for you when you first do it. Because jumping around, you know, if you get sick and you, you know, get something like cancer or something, you might not be able to leave your plan. Right? Absolutely. And you want to do that beforehand. We do part of what we do. Uh, we'll, we go through all your options with yeah. you. Um, so, so open enrollment is not as open as it sounds. It's really not. I mean, <laughs> they really hype this thing. And it's just like, basically, you can change uh, advantage plans or drug plans and roll in part B, but you still get hammered with the penalty. Okay. If, if, uh, if applicable. Okay. So a uh, new thing in Ohio this year, there is uh, a tax credit in Ohio for something called um, scholarship granting organizations. And these are generally, um, you know, like I think most of them are, are religious based schools, Catholic schools, Baptist, wh- whatever they are. So there's a list of them on, on the uh, Ohio website. What's really cool is that if you owe any tax in Ohio, they will give you dollar for dollar, not a deduction, but a credit. So if you, if up to $750 per individual or $1,500 for a couple. So if you give $1,500 to uh, one of these scholarship granting organizations, Ohio will give it back to you. So, you know, it's not a deduction. So you put $1,500, you give it to XYZ scholarship granting organization. You could take a credit against your taxes for $1,500. Wow. Yeah. So uh, this is the first year they have it. So hopefully uh, if you need more information, call us, but there's a list of them that, you know, first started off with like uh, three or four of them. There was a Catholic one, a Baptist one. Um, now there's, there's several of them. There's, you know, almost every religious affiliation out there that uh, they have schools. Um, so uh, it's really a dollar for dollar credit, but the caveat is you have to be paying Ohio tax. So if you don't owe anything, Ohio, a lot of retirees don't owe anything in Ohio. They're not going to get the money back, but anyone, anyone basically working um, can, can go ahead and send this money in and you're going to get it all back. So it's kind of a nice way to fund some, uh, some uh, parochial education for the, for the kids. And uh, it's kind of odd. I'm like, so that separation of church and state. I mean, is the state of Ohio now funding all these parochial schools? But that is uh, weird. I, I'm I, yeah. I find that odd that that passed or that's a yeah. that's a law that or yeah. that's in place. So, and, and so it's a dollar for dollar credit. It's that you know, like normally on a charitable deduction, you get a deduction. You don't. So if you give a thousand dollars to your church, you don't get a thousand dollars back. In taxes, no, right. No. This is actually you give seven hundred fifty dollars. To one of these organizations, you get seven hundred. So you, you get it back in the form of, say, like a tax a refund, then, right? A tax refund, right? So, but you, I think 
from what I read, you got to get it in by December 31st, then you'll get it back. in you know, when you file your return in March or April, um, but you could parentally do this and it's not yeah. costing you anything. So that's something fun- people yeah. could do before the end of the year. Right. Right. So they, they could, they could fund this before the end of the year and they'll, they'll get the money back when they file their tax return. It's kind of cool. Do wow. you have to do, so it's 750, you said 750 for an individual or 1500 for a couple. Cause do you we have, have to do that amount or can it be less? No, anything up to that amount. I mean, you could get wow. more, but the the most you can the most the largest credit is seven fifty. So if you gave if you gave ten thousand dollars, you're only getting seven seven fifty. Wow. Or because you know we looked into because we have this little uh, charitable fund at uh, Catholic Charities for uh, some local needs. It used to be for schooling. Now it's for mortgages, assistance, and all that kind of stuff. But that didn't qualify because we're not granting scholarships. So this is just for granting scholarships for, for education. So, so it's kind of cool. So uh, go to the Ohio website and you can pick one of your charities and, uh, and uh, get your money back. So it's kind of cool. So the wow. first year for that. So, so, so that's a, that's part of the year end checklist, something people w- might want to do and you need to do it before the end of the year. But right. that, that makes me think of other things you can do to reduce your tax burden for the year. Um, like maximize contributions to your 401k. Is that right. one? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Tony. No, I was going to say, uh, yeah, yes, you can. So you can, you have uh, increased contributions. We talked about that in a previous episode for next year. So if you're maximizing this year, don't forget also to update your deferrals to make sure that you're taking full advantage because contribution maximums are going up for 2023. And if you're over 50, um, you get a little, little step up. You get, you get to put away a little bit more. I still right. think it's ridiculous. It's it's not big enough. <laughs> you know, like the IRA limitations are what are they, seven thousand dollars? Yeah, why would they put a and why would they put a limitation on how much you can put in? I don't just, understand. It's just silly because I mean there's no, like if you save seven thousand dollars a year every year for your whole working life, you're still not gonna have enough to retire. So no. I think they should I think they should raise it somehow, but that's, that's a whole nother political discussion. So, so with 401ks, you want to maximize your contributions, look at what you're giving, but that leads me to ask, and this is something you guys have talked about before is you, you've talked about the importance of the match. Like if your company offers a match up to 3% or up to 6%, you know, and you put in 6%, you can, you know, if they right. offer a dollar for dollar yeah. match, you can double your money. And yeah, it's free, yeah money. it's free, free money. I, you know, ours is a three percent match, so um, it's you know the employer kicks in the match. The other thing you may want to think about is you know tax rates are an all time low, so if you have the ability, maybe you fund a four hundred one k Roth. Roth right. conversions and and yeah. uh, Roth IRAs. That's yeah. another year end checklist item yeah. to do before because, the end of I mean, the you, year. Right? You, won't get, you won't get the deduction. But since the tax rates are so low right now, like if you put away $100 and you're in the 20% tax bracket, you're only getting 20 bucks back, right? But if you put a, if you do use the Roth versions of it, not everybody has 401k Roth, but if you have a Roth version of it, you put in $100, you don't get a deduction. But when it's taken out, it's tax-free. Yeah. You know, forever. And the growth so, is tax free. The, the growth is tax free. Right. A traditional four hundred one k and IRA. When you pull the money out in retirement, you're going to have to pay taxes on all that growth right. that happened over so, the years, right? You know, most likely. Look, these are the lowest. Ta- I've been doing this since 
1984. So um, <laughs> when I got out of college, so I worked for, you know, the big. It's the year the I big, graduated uh, high school. Yeah. So. I worked for the big. I was five. Yeah. <laughs> I worked for the big eight accounting firms, right? You know, I, you know, I was an accounting major. These are the lowest tax rates I've ever seen in my career. So you're wow. not getting that big of a bang for the buck sure. to, to fund the regular IRA or 401k. So if you have the opportunity to uh, get it into a Roth, um, most likely the tax rates are going to be higher when you take it out. One interesting drawback, I think, to a Roth conversion this year is going to be people getting a big tax bill next year and seeing their account value go down. So if you did a Roth conversion in June on, say, $200,000, you're paying taxes on whatever that amount is, $200,000 that you converted. And if your account value is down to one fifty. dollars you're still paying the taxes on a lower amount. So correct. Because I don't think, I think they did away with you being able to uh, recharacterize it, undo undo that. So undo it. Yeah. So um, because it was just, you know, obviously it was an administrative nightmare for the IRS to figure like Tony, you take the money out in June and you go to pay the the tax in December and you figure, well, that 200,000 is all worth 150. I'm going to put it back because I don't want to pay tax on 200 when my accounts are worth 150. I mean, how do they track all that stuff? Right. So, so they um so now whenever you take it out you have to pay the tax and what actually uh what, what you basically whatever it. rolled over right so um even if your account went down so it's really important to, you guys like you got to put money away for the future because it's i mean you can't bank on living off social security one it's, it's just not enough money one who knows it's going to be here I, mean, I think it'll be here but everyone on their paychecks funding social security so i think it'll be here but you know, 30,000, I think some of the max that I see in social security is maybe 35,000 around there, maybe 40. Um, but if that's all you have in retirement, that's going to be a tough retirement. And if they admit it on the website, we've talked about this before too, 2035 is going to start a reduction. So the, the it's fully funded. I don't think it, there's nobody that's alive right now that is probably not going to ever get a penny from social security. But the right. point is 2035, they'll tell you right on the website, uh, we cannot guarantee full payments that date or later as it sits mm, right yeah. now. I mean, and part, I mean, part of it is we're having less children. So there's less people in the workforce True. putting money into that system where, you yeah. know, generations ago, you used to have three, four, five, six, eight kids. Right. You know, we had two. Uh, there's a lot of people like don't want to have kids and, right. and I told get started, frankly, yeah. later in life yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, Tony. Thank you. Um, his, uh, his wife is, uh, that's okay. Oh, if we say it. First. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yep. You're so, good to go. Yes, yeah, we are. Expecting. Are you eating for two? Because I'm not, I'm not <laughs> expecting, but I am eating. He does eat for two. <laughs> I am eating for two, right? I have noticed that, uh, you know, when we have dinner, you know, she'll be in the mood for something. And then once it's like, you know, out on, on the table and you can kind of like smell it and everything, she's just not down for it. So I have found yeah, myself well, picking off of her plate. There you uh, go. So, <laughs> so I yeah. guess I am. You, you have no deal. He has no idea about the moods yet. So yeah. <laughs> as they get further into the pregnancy, it'll but, happen. Uh, yeah. Um, but th- th- that's, that's fantastic. But uh, you know, we are having less kids and uh you know, that, that affects social security. Also for, it also affects the labor force. You know, I was talking to my son not too long ago about that. You know, he's uh, 25 and I'm like, look, if your generation doesn't have kids, 
or less kids, when you're 45 and you need people to work for you, there's not going to be any. So, so you, you get, you know, and I don't want to say it selfishly, but you know, your generation has to have kids. So there's a workforce, right? So (laughs) somebody has people that, yeah. And people that take care of you uh, later on in life, if you're not able to. Yeah. So my son already told me he's hiring that out. So So, that's funny. It's funny. I was writing his last, I wrote his last check to pay off his student loan and it was, Oh boy. It was a pretty good number. Yeah. And I said, I hope you remember this when I'm 90 years old and you're uh, taking care of me. He goes, ah, I'm hiring that out. <laughs> oh. oh no, that's okay. But uh, but uh, yeah, it's all good. So that's funny. Um, other year end stuff to to get done now with IRAs. You actually can wait until April fifteenth, right? So, so you can make those oh. retroactive contributions and really tax. So you, so you can so sometimes Unlike we do a four hundred one k right. Right. So sometimes we right. do a, we do a. Um, you know, we do their their tax return and we said, hey, look, if you throw five thousand dollars in an IRA, it's going to save you I don't know, fifteen hundred dollars. They're like, OK, all right, I can do that. If you have the month, first of all, you can have the money laying around. Right. So um, so they give you until April 15th. Now, if you're self-employed and you have like a set plan, you could actually take it all the way out to if you extend your return all the way out to October. Uh, and I think they do that because oftentimes the self-employed, they don't know, you know, what their final number is because they're still, you know, gathered. They don't have it all done by April 15th. So they allow the self-employed people to, uh, to push it out to October. But uh, for the rest of the, the world, uh, IRAs are uh, um, April 15th. So, so uh, you know, it's sometimes it's worth it. If, it, if you, if you, especially if you're in a, you know, 20, 25, 30% tax bracket, you know, you throw a thousand bucks in, they give you $300 back. So, um, but I would look more and more to funding Roths because tax rates are. Yeah. And I mean, the ta- if you need the tax break now, um, you know, like you said, tax brackets are as low as they've been. You might want to think about taking the tax break in the future, which is uh, funding the Roth. Yeah. I mean, the whole concept of that IRA was, well, we're going to, we're going to take, take the deduction now in our earning years, that's probably going to be our highest tax bracket. And then when we retire in theory, you should be in a lower tax bracket, but I'm not sure that's going to happen because I think tax rates will, will go up. So, um, you know, they're pretty low right now. Yeah. Um, what about, I can't hear Tony Shore. Yeah. Taxes are on sale, right? (laughs) Yeah. They are on sale. Yeah. So it's a four letter, it's four letter word sale. Don't let them. <laughs> so, so is, the what, word, um, so is the word mall, right? <laughs> right. What, so. uh, what can people do for their taxes uh, for the end of the year? I mean, not like for actual tax prep, getting stuff ready. There's nothing yet. People start looking for forms. <laughs> But you're not going to have any of that until end of January, early February. Correct. Because the, all the uh, institutions have until uh, January 31st to get them out. Um, a lot of them don't. And I never see anybody get penalized. So you probably won't have all your forms January 31st, maybe the first couple of weeks of, of February. So even in our office, we don't even start doing tax returns until February 1st because inevitably Tony Shore comes in, we do his tax return in January, and then a week later, he says, oh, I got another 1099. 
So yeah. then, uh, then you know, then we have to amend it, and it's just it's just a hassle. So, but, but there are things people can do this year that need to be done before the end of the year if they want to affect their taxes, like charitable donations. Yes. So Sorry. charitable do- donations. There's there's two ways. You know, regular just giving money to the charity. There's also something called a, a qualified charitable deduction. So if you're, uh, I think you have to be set. This is this is really screw you have to be 72 to do it so i mean why but anyhow so you could take money directly from your it has to be an ira it can't come from your 401k or any type of employer plan so you could take money directly from your ira and give it to a charity and then you could you don't pay tax on the money you took out of the ira you don't get the deduction but it's so if you if you took out thirty thousand dollars out of your ira and you gave five thousand of it to the charity then you only have to pay tax on 25,000. And it's got to go important distinction. It has to go directly to the charity, right? It It cannot go to you first and then you give it to the charity. It's got to go from your IRA to the charity. And if your financial institution tells you that they can't do it, either tell them, yes, they can, or just don't do it because you're going to end up. I've seen people get dinged. Yeah. So what's happening if you, if you take it yourself, then it's just a regular charitable contribution. And a lot of people, like years ago when they, uh, probably 85% of the people used to itemize, but now that they raise the standard deduction so high, I think 85% of people don't itemize. So you gave the money to the charity, but you might not be able to deduct it because you're not able to itemize. So um, the other thing it, it does is also, it lowers your AGI. So that'll also help maybe a little less social security gets taxed, maybe a little less of your state gets taxed. So if you can, if you can give it to the charity off the top, um, uh, that would be, that, that's preferable, but you, you know, you got to do it by the end of the year, you know, we're already in November. So if you want to do that, if you're one of our clients, call us, we can, we can, we can accommodate that. If, if you're not one of our clients, you should still call us. No, just kidding. <laughs> so, but uh, um, yeah. And just remember it has to be an IRA because we've had clients, try to do it through their 401k and and you're not allowed to do it that way. It has to, it has to be an IRA, which is another ridiculous rule, but, um, but that, I guess that's just, just the way it is. So well, if you're 72, you should be able to take money from the 401, do a rollover to the IRA and then take the money from the IRA. As right. If you have enough time, yeah. if you have enough time well, to do it, but, but what happens is someone reads this on the internet and they just tell their 401k provider, send money right. to XYZ church and that doesn't that doesn't qualify. So no, um, no that's not good. So uh, speaking of stocks, though, and invest, what about investments before the end of the year? Is there anything that uh, yeah? So about so there? the stock markets are down, right? So um, no, in twenty twenty, I don't think we've talked about that. <laughs> yeah, well, the election <laughs> the elections seem to not talk about it, but um, so stock yeah, markets true. are down. So. Um, you could sell off some losers and also sell off some winners and offset the gains. So if you have some uh, winners on the books and you want to uh, not pay as much tax, then you can sell some of your losers and offset. So if you have the $10,000 gain on a stock and a $10,000 loss on another stock, you can offset those and you don't have to pay the tax. Now there is a, a, a this is kind of silly too. There's a thing called the wash sale rule. So if you sell a stock, um, and then rebuy it 30 days later and it's a loss. So you're not, you have to exclude that loss. 
if it's a gain, you got to pay the tax. <laughs> but if it's a loss, so these lo- so usually if you if you have, if you're with a financial institution, you know one of the brokerage houses, they'll code it on your tax return or they'll code it on your uh, 1099 to show if there's a something called a wash sale. But just basically, it's preventing you from. Uh, I want to sell my IBM that's down and recognize the loss and then buy back two days later, they, they won't let you do that. I mean, you can you do can, it. You just, you just don't get the deduction. The maximum you can take as a loss is $3,000. Above what Above, you offset. Right, so you so offset. if you, as Tony said, so let's say you sell $100,000 of gains and you have $120,000 of losses, you can offset the 100 against the 120 and you still have an extra 20, but you can only take 3,000 of the 20. And the rest carries over, which is ridiculous because that rule hasn't changed since that number has that three thousand dollar number hasn't changed since I got out of college. Wow! <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, back in eight, you know, I remember the I remember the tax law passing nineteen eighty six because it actually passed on my birthday, so I remember that. And that number it was three thousand then. Wow! And I remember. Uh, I remember we had that big uh, uh, decline in eighty seven. Remember, we had that stock market. Tony doesn't remember, but we had a stock market crash in '87. Yep. And I, we, you know, being at a, a, you know, one of the biggest accounting firms in the world, um, we had, you know, we have some pretty wealthy clients. So one client lost like three million dollars on that day. Wow. So I'm like, somebody want to somebody want to give them the phone call? They're like, what? Tell me, you only deduct three thousand dollars. <laughs> You know, right. he's like, what? <laughs> you, know, you know, unless he has some winners to sell, he's never going to get that money back. But an um, interesting one, too, if we're talking about end of the year and sales, uh, I know we're getting up there in time. But if you have mutual funds in your portfolio that ordinarily by the end of the year, mutual funds will start making sales within, like, say, the month of December, they'll start selling off some winners the problem right. people are running into this year, this is just in taxable accounts. So it's just, it's not your 401k or your IRA. It's in a taxable brokerage account. If you're starting to have some of these funds that have maybe been uh, having some gains for years and they haven't sold anything and now they're selling, you're getting a tax bill on it and your account is down in value. Right. So you're going you're gonna to get what we call taxable uh capital gain distributions. The other thing about if your account's down, you don't get to deduct it. You actually have to sell it. Like just because it dropped in value doesn't give you a deduction. You actually, so if IBM dropped from a hundred dollars to $50, you're down, you're down in money, but until you sell, actually sell that stock, you can't take the the loss. Right. So, Mm. all right, we're 26 minutes. We should wrap uh, it up. How can our listeners get a hold of you to go over their year end financial checklist? Look, Look at that, Tony. So you guys uh, obviously visit us online, brooksidetax.com. You can schedule an appointment there. You can give us a call, 440-886-3550. Reference this podcast. Your consultation will cost you nothing. And you can pick up a copy of one of Dr. Anselmo's books on retirement and estate planning as well. Okay. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Happy 100th anniversary. Yeah. Nice 100th Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, 100th show. Good job, Chris. And that does it for today's episode of The Road to Retirement with our host, Chris Anselmo and Tom Arlett here. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550. 
888-238-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.